welcome back to Dropped In. I am so stoked to share my friend Nicole Harlow with you today. Nicole and I met years ago. We weren't in the same training, but we were in the same community with the NLP and all the things. So I am so excited to share Nicole with you today. She is a wealth of knowledge in all things woman. And uh, before we drop in and dive deep, I'll share your bio. So Nicole Harlow, wife and mama of two boys, Dylan and Owen, and a new baby girl, Jenna Ray, is the founder of the Womb Light Energy Modality and CEO of Harlow Co. As a womb guide and sage, divine feminine energy work and embodiment is her passion and her mission is to support women in the discovery of their inner power and light. She has channeled, created, and founded Womb Light Energy Academy in 2020 and has over 130 practitioners in six countries, which is amazing. She holds many certifications in Reiki energies, Litarian energies, subconscious mind practices like NLP, EFT, time techniques, hypnotherapy, coaching, and yoga. She is also a published and best-selling author of work workbooks and journals specifically designed for women. Amazing, Nicole. I am, again, so, so stoked to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's funny when you like, you know, I wrote that bio, like how long ago and then have hearing it read, read back. I'm like, oh yeah, I do all those things, right? Like stepping out from mom life, which we were just talking about into the work that I do and serving women all over. It, it just, it lights me up. Like I, you could see my goofy smile. <laughs> like, yes, this is exactly, um, this is what I love doing. Oh. And, Thank you so much for having me here to, to chat about it. Yeah, I'm so grateful to dive deep. With, I'm so excited to dive deep with you. And um, literally, my body is just flooded with shivers as you speak, because from an outside perspective, I am not a mom. I'm a dog mom. <laughs> and you have three kids. You know, you you must be a generator. Are you a generator? I'm a generator. Yep, yeah. Sacred authority. <laughs> yeah. So like you have so many things going on and yet it appears that you are just like in this beautiful balance and this beautiful harmony so can you share more about like your journey of what got you into the work that you facilitate and how you kind of stay in this process of continuing to be in this harmonious balance if you will yeah i love the harmony thing i think i am always someone who who mentions that by the way like no balance there's no balance that's that's unrealistic but i'm good i'm good with harmony i can make mm. it flow yeah um right that's masculine <laughs> and feminine so that's really where my journey started is i was this very masculine energy climbing corporate loved spreadsheets hey i still do love a good spreadsheet but um very masculine energy human um woman for a lot of my life, um, that's really what, I mean, I'm in the US, so I don't, I can't speak for Canada, but like really what like our culture promotes, like go to college, get a good job, climb corporate ladder, you know, make some money, have your kids, but like that's a side job essentially, or, you know, this depiction of a stay-at-home mom who doesn't have any of that. Um, and all of that changed when I started having children. <laughs> mm -hmm. So 
with each child. And it's funny, you read the bio, new baby. And I'm like, I had changed that because she's going to be a year, like in two weeks. And I I don't even know how that happened. I literally just gave birth to her. So (laughs) time and space, but um, that's, that's really with each child that I birthed, I went through a cycle of rebirth myself. Mm. And after my first was born, I went into a really dark place. I had really severe postpartum anxiety, um, OCD, like intrusive thoughts. Um, There was just a tragedy not too long ago here in Boston about a woman who suffered from postpartum psychosis who actually like murdered her children and tried to take her own life. And um, not to say that that could have been me because it absolutely couldn't have, but that was the level that it was like, just like total intrusive thoughts of me doing that. And that led me into such anxiety, such like hyper vigilance of like, people need to watch me. I may snap. Like I was so deep into this fear. Mm. And luckily I, I was terrified to give birth. So I hired doulas which are women who support you in like labor and birth. And they're also postpartum doulas, but I was terrified to give birth. So for me, when I got pregnant, I was like, Hey, I need a doula, like mm. no, non-negotiable. She's coming. Cause I'm going to have a mental breakdown when it gets close to having a baby, <laughs> because how is this actually going to physically happen? Because they don't teach that to women like that. You're actually capable of birthing a baby and it'd be a beautiful experience. So to me, I was like, well, cut me open or like have this pushed out of me. I don't know which the, the better way is. They both sound awful. Like, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really educated, but had this doula and I had a fucking amazing birth. Awesome. Like typical hospital birth now looking back, but I was so empowered. I felt so good about like what I was able to do that after birth, I carried that power, that mm-hmm. divine masculine do, do, do energy. Cause I was doing laundry and I was, we were going out and seeing people and like within 10 days of giving birth. And now I look back at myself and I'm like, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? But I pushed myself too far. And then that's when, you know, the hormones, the sleep deprivation, the do, 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 cracked me open and then my body was in such fight or flight high cortisol whatever that it was just anxiety intrusive thoughts all of the things Mm. luckily having that doula I was eight like I called my mom immediately I called the doula they said all right go to the doctor get some help here's a therapist recommendation you know many moms don't do that I luckily had that support system and did so I was able to I mean, it was still weeks, which felt like a lifetime, I would say within three months, kind of get back to this neutral place where then I could like, you know, be a normal human again. Um, And after that is when I made the choice that like, I wasn't going to be this mom, I wasn't going to be this person, I wasn't going to be this human. And like, I had to keep myself accountable to the mindfulness practices, the energy work, Mm -hmm. all of that that I had known about before becoming a mom. And that's when everything shifted. That's when I started learning more to be in my feminine. At that point, advocacy for postpartum 
mood and anxiety disorders was what my goal was. That's where my business started. Mm. So I started just kind of like coaching postpartum women. Like it doesn't have to be this way. You know, Uh, I was really uh, involved with postpartum support international and just learning. And that was really where my advocacy went. And then I got pregnant again. (laughs) Um, And I got pregnant about six months after I became a Reiki master Um, after I enrolled in my first NLP practitioner certification. um, And that pregnancy looked a lot different. That goal of my postpartum after that birth was to not repeat what had happened, right? So everything part of my birth plan, everything part of my postpartum plan was supporting me in resting and keeping it gentle and having that village beyond just the birth, right? And I needed to actually fight for that pretty freaking hard because I was about 250 pounds when I got pregnant because it was unexpected. And I had just like red tape all over me. And uh, all the doctors, you know, wanted to like basically C-section me out because of my weight, because, oh, I I potentially had high blood pressure. I potentially was going to get gestational diabetes and all of these things. And My birth plan was, no, I want like this beautiful, gentle, unmedicated water, you know, that, that beautiful, uh, Zen birth to then transition into this restful postpartum period where like, I didn't get out of bed for three weeks and, you know, I was nourished and supported. So I was on almost a war path to not let that be taken from me. Mm. Because again, I wasn't going to repeat what happened with my first. So from Dylan to Owen was, like I said, that postpartum coaching that um, kind of grabbing all these tools that I had to educate myself to help other women because, gosh, if I could save even one person from going through what I went through and feeling that way. And I don't want to go into like the spectrum of what disease and this and that, but it's a spectrum of disorders that women go through. And no one knows about them. They only hear one, the tragedies that happen, Mm -hmm. which is like 0.2% of women. And then the postpartum depression, like overarching umbrella, but there's so much more to that. So that was my, and it's Mm -hmm. still really near and dear to my heart. But then I did have this beautiful experience after my second was born or during, I guess you can say he was unmedicated water birth, like felt so empowered, but also so devoted to my rest that like my postpartum period was just this time to reconnect with myself and learn him and also transition, you know, now to a family of four in this sense. Now, the one kicker (laughs) is that my son was born two weeks after COVID lockdown. Mm. So luckily, and I'd already made these plans to birth in a birthing center and not a hospital so that anything wasn't really disrupted, right? I was still able to have to my support. I was still able to have my husband. Everything was still good. I didn't have to labor in a mask. All the horror stories that you hear, I didn't mm-hmm. have to endure. But my husband worked for school, so he wound up being able to be home with me a lot longer than originally planned. No one wanted to come over because of COVID, (laughs) right? And the fear, because at that point it was still very unknown and everything. And um, so I wasn't the bad, the bad guy, quote unquote, for like 
keeping my boundaries set. Like, no, this is going to be our time. You know, it was other people saying like, oh no, I know the world's a little crazy. I'm not going to come over. So it gave us this time and space Mm. to just be with ourselves. (laughs) And I had a postpartum doula um, that time. So she came over a couple hours a week and just gave, you know, me and my husband time to like go shower or like Mm. just be with each other and lay down without like the two kids and um, also just helped with with other things some you know dishes and some silly stuff but really just having that extra person where you're not like you know a mother-in-law is one thing coming over you feel guilty she does it there's leverage there whatever but like the postpartum doula you're hiring her so it works and in that time really in my postpartum period after Owen was born was when I graduated from my practitioner training for NLP and I was using those and I started using my energy work a little bit more with the boys and with myself and again that was part of my plan and I had had some postpartum clients that I had started taking again after like my maternity leave and I was like hmm I'm gonna use this this new way of healing that I've been using on myself through my postpartum period to see if it works. And then it was where I was getting like really cool results, like incorporating the subconscious mind work with the energy work. And that's kind of how womb light was born kind of organically. And what happened was during my postpartum coaching years, I guess you can call them. I built up a referral network of doulas and birth workers and all these women that I was like, oh, when you have women who go through these postpartum things, you know, refer them to me. And if I have women who I know are expecting and need doulas all over the country, essentially, I will send them to you. Or these women that come to me that never knew what a doula was and now want to have a second baby or whatever, you know, there's there's a network there. Well, that never really worked out very well. But what happened was I had all of these birth workers and doulas in my referral network and on my social media. So I was with my doula, who at that point became one of my best friends. And I was like, hey, you know, I have this thing that I do now and I really think it could be super impactful. But like, I'm only one person. You being a doula, do you think this can support your you know, other clients if you were trained in it? She's like, yeah, you know, but you got to be careful, Nicole, because I'm a little more more woo-woo than most doulas and, you know, all the things. (laughs) So I was like, all right, well, I'll just put it out there. I'll just put it out there. Well, 30 people signed up within the first week. And that's literally how Womblight became a thing. So after that, like, and I mentioned this to you before we, we jumped on, you know, I used to have like the naked toddler running around in the bathroom background <laughs> of these classes that I was doing. And I was like, okay, this is just like, this is my purpose. This obviously is where I am meant to be. So that kind of start catapulted everything. And um, yes, now womb light is it's three levels, actually four, cause there's a self-healing version Um, that you don't have to like practice on or anything. And doulas, birth workers, pelvic floor therapists, massage therapists, I mean, you name it. Um, I have practitioners, you know, all around the world kind of using it. And beyond that, um, now it's incorporated into, because I just recently became a trainer of NLP and EFT and all of the things that we do. 
um, this past December, it's now part and evolved into what I call the WENS Institute, which is womb energetics and neurosomatics. So it's taking all of the things. And I guess I have to update my bio. (laughs) (laughs) Since, yeah, um, it's a little bit more expanded expanded than that. And womb light is obviously part of then the, the multiple certifications that you get within that space, um, as well, because it, it read from there. So that all kind of came about after, after my third, which is, uh, this past year while I was actually more or less when I was pregnant with Jenna, um, not that I stepped back from womb light, but I added in more, You know, Mm -hmm. instead of just training women to support women, I wanted to go back to supporting women myself, right? Mm Because between the time that Loomlight took off, which was about September 2020, to the time where I conceived Jenna, which is um, like summer 2021, I was full on just like training women to support women, right? Um, And like I said, had this call to, well, I want to work with women one-on-one again. And I Mm -hmm. had gotten my master practitioner um, certification while I was pregnant with Jenna as well. So all of these things. So last January ish is when the Kaya rain wellness sanctuary was birthed, um, which is really just me, like me one-on-one, like you get me, you get my programs, you get my content. Um, and so there's, there's those two, I guess, versions of what I do now, which is like, am I, supporting women who support women, or am I just directly supporting you as a woman? Um, Mm -hmm. And with the Kaya Rain, which Kaya Rain is come as you are, receive all you need. It's the acronym Mm -hmm. for that. I love that. Um, Which was the download I kept getting was just come as you are, receive all you need. And I was like, okay. So I just kept writing that down. Like, all right, that's, and then I saw how beautiful that, that turned into. And, um, with it bred literally like a collection of journals. So I have 13 different journals, um, which I call the Kyrene collection. And um, they're just kind of like totems that women can start with if they don't know where to go, like, and you're, you know, struggling with boundaries, for example, I have Mm -hmm. a journal that you can go through and figure out your boundaries and how to incorporate them into your life. And how to go through the emotional reactions you get when boundaries aren't upheld and all of the things. So um, from there, it's expanded into retreats and events and all the things. Oh (laughs) my goodness, Nicole, you are a gift. Generator for sure. Generator for sure. Next level generator. (laughs) And I think, you know what, it's, this is my thing. It's messy. It's not perfect. It's Mm -hmm. not produced. Like you get me. Yeah. Which I think women, listen, I love seeing women who have the brand shoots and I've done a few myself and I love seeing, you know, the, the videos and the ads and, and everything that looks super fancy and sparkly, because of course, like, of course that looks good. That's the point. Um, and I have that too, but most of the time you just get the human version of me mm-hmm. and that, but that's who I work with, right? That's who I can support. And that's who I guide is women who are moms who don't have, you know, 
hours and hours and hours a week to themselves to work mm-hmm. on themselves. But like, how can you find these pockets of peace and these pockets of power in your life, in your day-to-day? How can you also then teach your children some of these, you know, coping mechanisms or mm-hmm. unlearnings that we've had to go through um, so that they're growing up very differently than we are? Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it's a, full, a full cycle. So yeah, it's, how do I do it? I don't have that answer. <laughs> um, I make the choice every day, yeah. right? And some days it looks like I'm not doing anything. And other days it looks like I'm just going to pour out what comes out. And if it makes sense, it makes sense. I've also, um, I think my background in like the corporate, like allows me to be super resourceful and like all the tech stuff and all of the back end system stuff of being an entrepreneur like I'm good with all of that it's easy Mm -hmm. for me to like just figure it out Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that makes it a little bit easier too yeah no doubt I love all of this and I'm just like you're so inspiring and especially um I mean I I I would I would hope that whoever is doing the work that they're doing like there's a huge reason as to why they're doing on a personal level like from their own personal experience and I love that you have channeled all of this as a result from your first experience. And I'm so sorry you went through that. And I am so grateful that you have really come into this place of your power and to support women who are more than likely suffering in silence because this isn't spoken about. So like deep bows to you, girlfriend, like awesome, Mm -hmm. awesome, awesome. So. I also love when we were tapping into before the conversation, before we hit record, just like how, like, it's like you give this permission slip slip to the mompreneurs to be authentic and to like take that messy action and to, you know, if you're recording something or if you're shooting a video and your kids come in, like allowing that to be a part of your messaging and a part of your branding. I love that. So can you speak more into that? Because I think, like you said, we all feel like I'm not a mom, but I would imagine as a mom, like, we need to have everything perfect and dialed in and and critiqued, you know? Right. Well, and that's the thing, right? Our world, the society that we live in is constantly critiquing us, constantly giving us expectations that are unrealistic to meet. Um, the event that I'm doing right now called Activate Your Feminine Superpowers, that's literally what it's become is like just this constant reminder to us that there are billions and billions of dollars spent to make us feel not enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, especially as women, especially as mothers, there is so much media consumption, you know, everything to get us to buy the next best thing that's going to make us enough. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And that's not a knock to like the beauty industry, the fashion industry, any kind of industry out there. Like, listen, I get it. We all, you know, but it's the truth. Like, Mm -hmm. So when you can take a step back and you can just allow yourself to be the medicine, allow yourself to be the power mm-hmm. and you make that choice, it's like self-devotion. You have to devote mm-hmm. to yourself before allowing that in. But again, it's so easy to just slip into the conditioning, right? We've been conditioned by our parents who haven't known any better and the mm-hmm. the media and the corporations and the government and all of the things um 
to, to reach this bar, right? There's this one reel on Instagram that talks about being a woman and it's like, parent, like you don't have a job and work, like you don't have kids. Like that's the expectation, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Unrealistic. And if we just like, I can laugh about that. If you say that, like, okay, so work, like you don't have kids and then parent, like you don't have a job. Let me do that real quick. When I have both, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. I have a corporate job, I do this and I have kids. So there's always balls in the air. One of them's always dropped and that's okay. Yeah. If you stay in that present, as present as you possibly can, let's call it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Then that changes. I I talk about ceremony over conditioning Mm. a lot, which to me, like, ceremony can be just a simple intentional act right mm-hmm. but you choosing to do something rather than that autopilot mm-hmm. and listen again i'm not perfect i'm in autopilot a lot but any like snapped moment that i can just be like oh okay let me just make some intentionality behind what i'm doing let me mm-hmm. i have these journals literally everywhere like they're not for other people <laughs> they're for me everything i've made is also like for myself too, right? Like hundred percent. I need the accountability. I need these reminders constantly. I have journals seemingly all over my, my house, you know, ready to write in and like just quick reminders to myself, anything that can pull me out of that, like autopilot neg- negative narratives that are just like telling me I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. And again, choosing to like not believe them. And mm-hmm. that's where like subconscious reprogramming is really, really helped me in, in all of this too. Oh yeah. Hands but down. It's just about doing it. I mean, look, I even right now, like I have these fun postpartum hairs that I've been battling. And like, even if like when I do my hair, they're like little horns and I'm just <laughs> like, okay, I could fight them or I could just show up and know that they don't mean anything. Like, yeah. They're just there. You know? I love it. Yeah, yeah, totally. For those listening and for those, um, whether you're a mom or not, and are juggling all these balls in the air, like how, and I know for for you and for me, like it's about being intentional, right? To come into that space of self-devotion, like how could someone be listening be like, oh, that's so great that you can do all these things, but how do you carve out that time for self-devotion? Like, can you kind of, speak into that a little bit? Yeah. So again, it not being perfect, right. It looking messy is what allows me to do it. Cause like doing something is better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And it can even be like, let's be real. It could be like five minutes while I'm on the toilet without mm-hmm. children in the bathroom with me, which is still a rarity, <laughs> um, to just breathe or like tap or, mm-hmm do something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, showering. I've never showered as much in my life than I have probably in the last like year or two mm-hmm. um, because it's my sacred space. Like I know there aren't children coming into the shower because mm. they don't like the shower. So right. <laughs> I got to go shower real quick. And yeah. you know, I've turned that into my sacred space where I'm just like, this is my portal and nothing is penetrating it right now. So like Mm. just breathe. I do, I dance in the shower. Like I do whatever I need to do to get back into like feeling good and feeling myself. Mm. Um, It could be, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour a day. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't. 
No, it feels like really for me, an hour a day, especially like, I know a lot of people say, oh, in the morning. Well, I wake up with two kids in my bed. So the morning is not the time, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. for me, the morning is stressful. I am the last one awake. Usually I'm being woken up by the child. So that's very reactive to Mm -hmm. me in the morning. And Mm -hmm. I know it's temporary too. So that's the thing that I like to remind myself is like these years that I get with children in my bed and children following me into the bathroom and them being literally everywhere. (laughs) They don't last, you know, like they're going to be grown up and independent and then like go through those years where they want nothing to do with me. So I'm going to soak it up. And if that's what, like, that's also self-devotion to me is like playing with them and being goofy with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll put on after we all get up and diapers are changed and I finally can go to the bathroom and, you know, now it's feed them before you eat. Like I'll put on music now recently it's Disney soundtracks, but luckily they like, like the, you know, descendants and zombies for anyone who has moms and you know what I'm talking about. Like there's some catchy tunes in there. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't mind them so much, but like some mornings I'm putting on like my wild woman Spotify playlist and they're, you know, twerking in the, in the kitchen with me. Like there's, again, I don't want to say balance, but there's harmony there. Mm -hmm. There's a flow. Totally. And no matter what it looks like, it can be again, intentional, Mm -hmm. even if it's with your children. So that's the thing too. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't always have to be, it could be for yourself, but like other people can be around. Yeah. I love that. You know, I think when people think of self-devotion or that time, like to be with yourself and that ceremony, right? Like it's like this grandiose thing. It's like, oh my goodness, I have to like have half my day carved out to devote to myself, or I have to have this ceremony to be with myself. And it's like, literally you could take a few moments, a few minutes, whatever you have in your day to devote it to yourself and being intentional about it. So I love that you spoke into that because we have these bullshit rules that it has to be like this big experience when really all it takes is just to be intentional, to be connect really back into your body, connect back into your breath and utilize whatever tools you have at hand in that moment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I do, I have like a monthly massage membership that you know, what's that an hour and a half, essentially a month, I I do go and like, be pampered a little bit, um, which I guess is like the stereotypical self care, you know, you want to talk about like that self devotion, I totally do that too. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's also like choosing yourself like and making it a non negotiable, because I feel like women were always like, No, I can't spend this money. It's selfish Mm -hmm. to spend this money. But no, like it, I'm calling bullshit on that. Like it's not, it's yeah. seemingly a hundred dollars a month that, you know, you do for, for yourself and that makes you feel good. And then there's no resentfulness mm-hmm. um, that you're not doing it. And then there's no pressure, you know, from other people to fill the void because you're doing it yourself too. And that's a big thing. Like I, I'm not, I'm unapologetic about asking for help when I need Mm. to, like, which I know is a huge Mm -hmm. issue for, um, a lot of us, because again, we've been conditioned to not ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, I just did a live last night about receptivity 
and like allowing ourselves to receive and not just in like massive abundance, but like just receiving help, receiving Mm -hmm. a compliment, receiving a hug, like anything. Um, We've been so conditioned to not do that, but it's a feminine superpower. We are masters of receiving, right? Like our eggs receive the sperm. It's not, they they don't come, like we (laughs) receive it, we choose. So like we're Mm -hmm. born to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband luckily is like, you know, he, he is one of those men that are like, I'm not babysitting my children. I am parenting my children. Like when yeah. she's not here, he's, he's on, mm. um, but you know, and we have a good support system, like beyond just ourselves. My sister-in-law is amazing. My parents are, are great. Um, even my grandmother who's 78, you know, watches my, my middle one. And uh, sometimes the oldest too. Yeah. They, they just have this special bond. So, Mm. um, not that I trust my children with just anyone, but like, you know, that family that I trusted Yeah. Go, please go make those connections. Like we need our time too. Oh, yeah. And even just to one point out bringing my husband into it. Cause even if you're not a mom, there's like, like you said, other obligations, right. Work, um, hobbies dogs honestly like my dogs are bigger pains in the ass sometimes than my children are um you have other obligations in your life and like choosing yourself and like also your partner too Mm -hmm. Uh, me and me and my husband like make time like make it intentional for ourselves um together in addition to just me, because having that time with him then helps us when we are in the thick of the parenting thing and in the Mm -hmm. thick of right now we're moving across country. So like all of that. And now I would be lying if I said we weren't at each other's throats, like majority of the time right now, because it's just like high stress and, and all of the things. But again, beyond that, we take a couple hours just to like reconnect with each other so it's not just yourself like that's the first thing is connecting back to yourself but also connecting to your partner or someone you know that can support you in that way hold you in that way allowing them to do that too yeah ensuring your cup is overflowing so you can give from that space as opposed from it being completely empty so I could talk to you all day, Nicole, and thank you so much for sharing. And I just just love you and love what your mission is and what your vision is and all the things you're doing and helping these souls in the, on their healing journey and creating this incredible ripple effect. So again, deep bows to you. So for those listening, how can they connect with you? How can they work with you? Um, yeah, so Instagram is Nicole.harloco. That's probably the platform I'm on the most. You can connect with me there. Um, I am, I think I mentioned this, I forget if I was offline or, or while we were talking, but I'm launching um, the Activated Feminine Academy. By the time this airs, it's probably going to be full on out there, but basically a beautiful container for a year that you can come and access essentially all of my classes, all of my courses, all of my hypnosis recordings, literally everything I've ever put out there for one um, investment. And you have access to it for a full year. So you could do it on your time. And what I've noticed is it's the reminders you need when you need them, right? So instead Mm. of like purchasing this course or purchasing that course all separate, like here, just have it all. And it's all there for you when you need it. And that's going to support you way better than trying to figure out what you need. 
Mm -hmm. um, at what time. Plus um, anything I do create over the next year is included. So not just everything that is already there, but everything that is created while you're in the academy, um, which as we joked about earlier, I'm a generator and I'm constantly coming up with new things to support yeah. and guide women. So um, that is probably the easiest way to come and learn about me. The pricing is like kind of ridiculous. I don't even know <laughs> why um, why I would think it's a great idea to do it. But if you purchased everything I've ever done, plus everything I'm doing, you're probably spending about five to $10,000 and this is a fraction of it. So mm. um, definitely I would suggest that starting point for anyone who's looking for um, just remembrance of your power, learning your sexuality, your sensuality, your pleasure, um, anything to do with fertility and pregnancy, postpartum, that stuff is all in there as well. Uh, tapping into your creativity, like everything essentially sacral led. Um, is where I focus. So um, that is a, a wide variety of things. And um, it's yeah, it's really exciting. I'm so excited to just like welcome women in and support them in these ways because the transformations I get to see, mm -hmm. I think for me, it's even more special to watch because like I was them. 100%. And like now I'm getting to watch the shifts happen. So yeah. Um, yeah. And additionally, I know a few of you, uh, a few of you know, um, other people that are doing the um, subconscious work and those certifications, but the WENS Institute is, I think we have two spaces left for this round. And then next year, you know, a whole new cohort of women. So if you are interested in learning all of the beautiful modalities that Megan and I do, um, plus the womb and energy work, portions of it then come join me for for the WENS practitioner certification so cool I yeah. love all of the things that you have to offer it's so great before we before we uh, drop off for anyone who is feeling like they want to quit or throw in the towel whether it's in life or within their business like what advice do you have for them hmm so what comes to mind is like one quitting doesn't actually mean anything right like you're you're signed up for life mm -hmm. so why not make the most of it and quitting is really just feedback right with nlp we, we learn that there's no failure there's only feedback so quitting is essentially that to me is you can quit something but is it really quitting or are you just like pivoting because mm -hmm. i've pivoted as you heard a ton of times like I don't know how many business names I've went through and intentions I've went through over the last five years. It's not a very long period of time, mm -hmm. but I never thought of it as, hey, I'm, I'm quitting this business. It was an evolution. So mm -hmm. shifting that mindset on just this isn't working. So how can I pivot and how can I evolve and make it work? Yes, better? Yeah. I love it. So. Love it. Yeah. Power pivot. <laughs> Power pivot. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. It's so great to connect with you and to be with you here today. And uh, until next time, we will see you on Dropped In. Thank you so much for dropping in with me today. If you loved this episode, I would be forever grateful if you rated and reviewed. 
if you feel called to share it with your community on social media, please tag me so I can thank you personally. Until next time, I will see you on Dropped In.